Welcome to Choice Classic Radio. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to us on YouTube, and help keep this show alive by donating at choiceclassicradio.com. For more of your favorite old-time radio shows, join us on our companion podcast, Choice Classic Radio Detectives, where we bring to you tales from the greatest detective shows the golden age of radio had to offer. And now, with eight episodes made from 1961 and 1962, we bring to you Macabre. Man lives in a world behind man's state. He lives in a spectrum of the universe. When he ventures beyond this limit, he is in the unknown, a realm where strange forces are brought into play. When man attempts to misuse these forces, he is sometimes destroyed. This is Macabre. Far East Network presents, in special performance, Macabre. Tonight's story, The Avenger. The night is warm and dark except for the moon, vainly trying to pierce a thickening sky. There is a lonely light in a library window at Hale Manor. Outside, in the Vinestone Garden, a dark figure steals quietly to the flagstone terrace, pauses as if sniffing a scent, and then moves in an animal crouch toward the light in the window. Dr. Burton Hale sits in the library, reading, unaware that had he glanced at the window he might have seen something pass. Something with a frightful look. Something that now was trying the knob of the French doors leading from the terrace to the library. Who's there? Who's there, I say? Strange, it sounded like someone on the terrace. Perhaps I'd better see. Is anyone out there? Who is on this terrace? Dan Forrest. Dan, what the quick? Let me in. What's wrong with you, Dan? Time to talk. Lock the door. Turn out the light. Now, just a minute. Do as I say, Doc. Good. See anything out the window? What am I supposed to look for? I'm serious. Something tried to kill me. I barely made it over here. You're overwrought. Sit down, Dan. I'll get you a sedative. I'm a friend in trouble, not a patient, Doc. Have you been drinking? That's a great idea. Scotch. Make it big. All right. You could use one. Have a seat. I'll be with you in a minute. Yeah. Thanks. I'm not trying to pry into your personal affairs, Dan, but I really think you owe me an explanation. Yeah, I do. I've known you 20 years. You're as sound as a dollar. What makes you think that someone is trying to kill you? Judge for yourself. Started yesterday morning. I was crossing 3rd Avenue. I just stepped off the curb and a parked cab tried to run me down. No coincidence. Wait, this is more. Today, had a construction project, a beam slipped from a crane. 
almost crushed me. Dan, accidents will happen. It doesn't stop there. Tonight, I left my hotel room about eight. I walked past a dark alley, a shot rang out. Bullet missed by inches. I hopped into my car, made a bad dash for your place. But whatever is after me followed, it's out there, in your garden. Oh, this shot may have been a backfire. With a ricochet? Have you any idea who it might be? No. Dan, people need reasons to kill. You've never hurt anyone in your whole life. You're alarmed over a set of coincidences. I tell you something followed me here. Could have been a policeman's. You know, you did look like a burglar. I was afraid I'd be a target in front, so I came through the garden. What's that? Came to the terrace. Where are you going? Stay back. I'll have a look. What do you see? Be quiet, Dan. Was it anything? Couldn't tell. Flower pot overturned. Probably just a dog. Uh, sure. Dog's gonna climb that eight-foot wall out there. You won't be satisfied until I call the police. No, we can't do that. Then there's something you haven't told me. That's right, Doc. If attempts are being made in your life, they must be stopped. I didn't want to believe this myself. Now it's clear. You remember the trip I made to Africa last year? Yes, you were doing research for a book. It stopped for the night at the edge of a village deep in the jungle. After supper, I decided to go for a walk. It was a hot, stifling night. Another member of our party, Jeff Clayton from London, joined me. For some reason, our conversation drifted. They don't seem up friendly, but one never can tell. And that's why I pack an old map on field trips such as this, just in case. We've uh, walked far enough, Jeff. We don't want to get too far from camp. Oh, it's all right. Better start back. Oh, mosquitoes starting in. You know, speaking of natives, we haven't seen a single one tonight. They don't see many white men in this area. They're very likely avoiding us. Wait. That's one of the trees. Flash your light over there. Right, huh? Yeah, looks like a temple. Mm-hmm. Come on. Let's see what it is. Take these, Dan. They are sometimes sticky about their temples. You just have a look. No harm in that. No, I guess not. What do you suppose they got all the white stone? It's all in white. Well built, too. But for a primitive native tribe, you might say so. They can be deucedly clever in certain ways. Uh, look here, I don't mean to cry wolf, Dan, but the, the missing natives are, are not, not so missing now. Two are staring from those bushes. Some of them are just admiring their craftsmanship. Have it, Dan. One of the natives is motioning to us. Don't, don't go in, Dan. He's waving you off. I told you they'd be sticky about this. Entertain him, Jeff. He's more your type. Take on him, Mola. I'll just glance inside. Go, Dan. Come back. There'll be trouble. You're violating their sacred temple. Well, now you've done it. I, I don't know what they're chanting, but it's no lullaby. Quick, come out of there, Dan. Come on, get out of that temple. Dan. Remarkable structure for the middle of a jungle. Let's make a break for it. Uh-oh. They stopped the town. An old man in a robe. He's walking toward us. White man, go in sacred temple. White man, evil. He speaks good English. He's probably taught by a missionary. Only spirit, go in temple. White man, die. Here it comes, that old hokum. Spirit's angry. Say a white man dies well fooled. I say, old man, let's get back to the camp before they get fired. Orders to return, return to the camp. I didn't give it any further thought. I'm not superstitious. I believe in all that stuff anyway, Doc. I don't think it has any connection. Is that all? Not quite. In researching the temple, I'll learn something else about this particular tribe that might have a bearing. 
When anyone harms them, they either kill him on the spot or send a sort of avenger to perform a ceremonial execution rite. They tracked one man to South America. I forgot the whole thing until yesterday. It looks as if they didn't, though. Tomorrow is the twelfth full moon since I went into that temple. From all appearances, something is after me. Have you told anyone else about these attacks on your life? No, there were no witnesses. The police would say coincidence. And so would I. You're a fine mystery writer. Why don't you leave the plots on the bookshelves where they belong? I know. That's why I've kept it to myself. I don't want to be a laughingstock. Just think. Mystery writer Daniel Forrest takes plots seriously. <laughs> Runs from the Avenger instead of critics. <laughs> Good boy, Dan. Say, where's Joanne? Waiting, I guess. I was on my way to see her when I panicked over the shot. Why don't you keep the date? Yeah, I think I will. And uh, thanks for listening to my troubles. Forget the other. It's sheer nonsense. What if it happens again? Then we might assume, might mind you, that your life is in danger. You dance divinely, darling. Yeah, I guess I do. Dan, are you all right? Huh? You seem a thousand miles away tonight. Uh, look, young lady, I'm relaxing. Close your eyes and enjoy the music. You never did say why you were so late. Joanne, I have other things to do besides court you. I uh, was busy. Speaking of courting, we've known each other four months. We had planned to set a date. I hadn't forgotten. I'll have to wait a few days until I... Settle something. My poor darling. You are worried. Tell me what it is. No, it's nothing, really. Then hold me close. You can't dance and worry, too. Joanne, I do love you. I might allow you to kiss me, if you tried. <sighs> Dan, was anyone supposed to meet you here tonight? Of course not. What a ridiculous question. Watched all evening. I told you not to wear that dress. I'm serious. Isn't that someone sitting at our table? Yeah. Would be in the shadows. Can't tell whether it's a man or woman. Come on. Crowd on the dance floor. Pardon us, please. May we get through? Hang on, Halpush. We're in a hurry. Let us by, please. There's our table, Dan. It's empty. They've gone. That's strange. We both saw someone sitting there, didn't we? I thought so. I could just have seen who. Look, a burning cigarette. There was someone here. Hmm. American brand. Doesn't tell us a thing. Dan, please. Is there anything wrong? Uh, I have to admit, Joanne. I'm afraid there is. Huh? What is it, darling? Take a cab and go straight home. Without you? Go ahead. I'll call in the morning and explain. But, Dan, I don't understand. You want to get home, don't you? Yes, of course. Go, Joanne, while you can. Before they decide to get you, too. Yes, sir. 
Anything else, sir? Yeah. Get me Plymouth 50067. Yes, sir. Call it imagination for lucky. No mistake now. They're after me. Who could it be? I haven't the slightest idea. Hello? Hi, Doc. Dan. Oh. Are you all right? Yeah, but they're closing in. Any further developments? Watched us all evening. Someone just called me about hotel room. Oh, who? Hung up without speaking. I have no idea. Uh-huh. Still doesn't prove anything, Dan. Might be a prankster. No one else knows anything about the Temple episode, except you and Clayton. Mm. That's true. Tell you what. There's a little museum on the east side, specializes in African tribal relics, run by Professor Baringo. We'll go there in the morning. This professor is an authority on native superstitions. He may be able to help. Yeah. Thanks, Doc. And Dan, assuming what you said is true, we won't take any chances. Lock the windows and door. When I pick you up tomorrow, I want to find you alive. Professor Moringo? Oh, Dr. Hale and Mr. Forrest. Come in, come in. We'll try not to take too much of your time. No, don't. Won't you sit down? Ah, thank you. I told you the basic problem on the phone. Mr. Forrest here can fill you in further. I've read your books, Mr. Forrest. Very good. Yes, indeed. What is happening to you is like a book come true. Improbable, but true. Are you familiar with the tribe I offended? Let me say I know something of them. The fact they are primitive in no way dulls the intensity for their way of life. They are uh, quiet, unassuming people, fervent believers in their own ideology. Mr. Forrest, do you know what spells and death prayers are? I have an idea. They are very real, indulged in by these primitive people. By these methods, they have been known to kill halfway around the world. I'm not saying you are under attack. However, if you violated the temple, you will not go free. A curse of twelve moons means you will die on the night of the twelfth full moon. Or, pardon the direct reference, tonight. Now, I'm not telling you this will happen. I am I'm only saying it is possible. You think they meant what they said? I am afraid they do. I can tell you in a few moments if you are under a prayer of death. Princess Ulanga lives with me. I, I rescued her from this same tribe. She became an outcast for some reason and was about to be killed. Princess! Come here, my dear. Princess, this is Daniel Forrest. How do you do? Excuse me. Before I could rescue her, they had cut out her tongue. Good Lord. Mr. Forrest violated your tribe's sacred temple. They have cursed him with death. Do you feel a spell on him? She says she will test you. Why is she staring? Why doesn't she tell us? What are they doing to me? Please, Sulaka. Do you feel the death prayer? God's 
sake, ask her to hurry. I don't says, if they chant the prayer of death, she cannot feel it. That means I'm free. Doc, you hear that? Let's pick up Joanne. I promised I'd tell her as soon as we found out. Do not rejoice so hastily, Mr. Forrest. This test is not conclusive. But if the princess is right, it does not mean you are safe. It means they have used an alternate plan and dispatched an avenger. Back where we started, eh? But there's still no evidence they plan to harm you. Maybe this is all wasted motion. We're taking it too seriously. What if they do? Then you're in a peculiar position, Dan. The Avenger may be a perfect stranger or anyone you've met in the past year. You'll have to be on guard against everyone. Even Joanne? Even Joanne. My God. It's frightening, Doc. Where are you meeting Joanne? At the low state. Uh, the theater. Yes, uh, Greg Cardona, a mentalist, is playing there. An old classmate of Joanne's. I thought he might be able to help me. I asked her to arrange an interview. Oh. What's the matter? Count me in. What? I had to be sure, Dan. Now I am. You're not making sense? We're being followed. Where? Black sedan, second car back. Can't tell who's in it. Keep your appointment with Cardona. Then go to your hotel and stay there. I'll check with you later. If they move in, it'll be tonight. I'm glad you're with me. I'm a doctor. I'm with anyone, Dan, who's fighting for his life. Ah, you must be Mr. Ford. I am Richard Cardona. How do you do? Joanne mentioned your problem. Could you step into my dressing room, please? Uh, and how have you been, Joanne? Fine, thank you. Be seated. What can I do for you, Mr. Forrest? Dan's in real trouble. He needs help, Dick. I'll do what I can. Ask me a question. I am a mentalist. All right. I think I'm being followed. Yes, you are. Who is it? That is not clear. I can't tell. Go on. Are they connected with an African native tribe? Uh, I see natives. Uh, I would say yes. What are the natives doing? They are busy. Busy? At what? Coming from a great distance. Hard to make it out. Please try, Dick. We have to know. What are they doing? Be perfectly still for a few moments. I'm quite tired, you know. Too tired, really, to perform feats of this kind. I'll... Concentrate once again. This time we may learn something. There is the village again. And a group of natives. They are chanting and dancing. Before a white temple. Yes, a white temple. The rite is called... Ah, there it fades again. What is it called? Do not interrupt. It, it is called... Hmm, strange name. The Curse of the Twelve Moons. Oh, this couldn't possibly concern you, Mr. Forrest. I, I shouldn't invade the privacy of their right. What else can you see? It's merely a death watch common to the natives of the jungle. 
They're avenging themselves against an evildoer. Just a moment. I may be able to see more. Let me slip into a deeper trance. You really went into a deep one. Look how pale he is. That's dangerous. Dick, please be careful. What's he staring at? Dick, stop it. Come out of it. Uh, I'm all right. What did you see? Joanne, do you love this man? Yes, I do. I ask you a question. My friend, I am sorry for you. For both of you. What did you see? The angel of death. You will die tonight. Hello? Jen? Any sign yet? No, Doc. Very quiet here. Good. Now stay in that hotel room and don't let anyone in. Understand? Your life may well depend on it. Doc, the windows and doors are locked. Barricaded. I'm sitting in the dark by the phone. If someone should get in, this 45 automatic will end his troubles. I'm across the street from your hotel at an all-night lunch counter. Your room is on the third floor. I, I can see the windows. I'll watch from here and call you back in case something does make a try for you. It's 11.30. Be careful and stay awake. I'm not likely to do anything else. Thanks, Doc. Don't let anyone in. That's very important. You've got to be realistic, Dan. We don't know who it is. I know. Good luck, my boy. Thanks. Bye, Doc. Doc's right. I'm in worse shape than a prisoner in the gas chamber. At least he knows who's going to kill him, how, and when. All I can do is sit in the dark and wait. Maybe my best friend. Anybody I've met since the trip last year. So Cinch will try to get me through someone. If it's someone I don't know, he'll come through the windows of the door. If it's someone I do... He'll phone from the lobby. Try to come up. I just have to wait. See which it is. Full moon shining through the window shade. Curse of twelve moons. Damn those superstitions. I didn't mean to hurt them. Why can't they forgive and forget? It's primitive gangsterism. Hello? Hello? Mr. Forrest, this is Richard Cardona. I am in the lobby of your hotel. I must see you at once. I'll bet he'd like to. I'm sorry, I can't be disturbed tonight. You're going to be executed in a matter of moments. I may be able to help. Good night, Mr. Cardona. And don't try to come up. First try, he may be the one. Can't be sure. But we'll know if he knocks on that door. I'll blast him to kingdom come. I'm waiting, Mr. Cardona. We'll see who's to be executed tonight. Cardona again. Now, look, you have... No time to talk. I'm Professor Marie. Princess Ulanga and I are in the lobby. I warn you, I won't listen to a thing we've got... Princess has changed her mind. The curse. You are marked for death. We are coming up. If you do, I'll kill you. Uh, that doesn't make sense. The three of them couldn't be mixed up in this. Or could they? Lord, it's so quiet up here. I know it's my imagination. 
I can almost make out headgear. Natives. Witch doctors. Watching. From across the room. <clears throat> Smells like leaves. Flowers. Jungle. Oh, God, it's not real. If I could only turn on the light to be sure. Who? Who's that? Joanne, too. Can't be. Darling, Dr. Hale is with me in the lobby. Oh, God, both of them. Dan, Dan, I know you're there. Talk to me, please. We're all down here together, Dan. Don't be afraid. They're going to get you, but not through us. Not through them? Of course not. What a fool I've been. I've sealed myself in a tomb. Darling, can't you hear me? There isn't any time left. We're coming up. The killer is already in your room. Oh. Already here. For God's sake, yes! Hurry, Joanne! I see. Played right into their hands. Strap us up to the death chair. Quick, the light. What's that? Native chant of death in this room? No. Stop. I've got a gun. Go ahead, Dad. Use it. A voice. Where are you? Right here. <laughs> Inside. Who, who are you? Man is really in two parts, Dad. Half Satan, half devil. You are... Yes. Commissioned to kill you. I don't believe you. Look at your right hand. It dropped the gun. Now, it reaches for the butcher's knife. You used to cut a friend. No, it won't. I'm stronger than you. Not against the prayer <laughs> You're a weak dad. You should have spent more time developing your better hand. This isn't real. I can't be struggling with myself. I'm not my own Avenger. But my hand, the knife. <laughs> Moving towards our heart. No! just heard Macabre, a special Far East Network presentation. Tonight's story was The Avenger. In our cast were John Buey as Dr. Hale, June Elliott as Joanne, William Verdier as Dan, and Walt Sheldon as Professor Maringo. The great Cardona was Milton Radmilovich, and Airman First Class James Connolly was the hotel clerk. Technical supervision by Airman First Class Larry Dooley, with sound patterns by Airman First Class James Connolly. This is Air Force Sergeant Al LePage speaking. Macabre was written and directed by William Burdier.
Macabre comes to you each week at this time through the worldwide facilities of the United States Armed Forces Radio and Television Service. That concludes today's episode. We'd like to thank you and remind you to donate at choiceclassicradio.com. Remember, your donations make episodes like this possible.